three, two, ready, go. What's up, y'all? This is the very first episode of the Love and Hustle show. I am one of your hosts, Jayla Smith, soon to be Miss Bishop. 2020. And I'm uh, Cleveland Bishop. That's our third take, but I like that one. <laughs> go for it. What are we talking about today? We are talking about... First of all, let's just introduce this show. Let's just talk about... What was that? Thailand. Thailand. We're in Thailand right now. Let's set the mood. Let's set the vibe. Me and my honey been wanting to do this show for a minute. Mm-hmm. And we actually shot our first take a while ago. Um, yeah. Never pushed it out. but It was great. It was good. It was good. But we're here again to shoot this episode for you guys. We're excited because if you guys don't know and don't follow us on the social media... We're together all the time. We do we do work together. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nothing, nothing. <coughs> but, um, I've been swimming outside, and so I have a lot of chlorine in my eyes right now, if you guys can notice. So I wanted to record this maybe tomorrow, but we're going to do it today because we're short on time, and we got to push out a lot more content. She told me not to wear my Ray Charles. No, I, I was going to say, if he puts on the glasses, that's why. The Ray Charles vibe. That was good. Was that good? good. Okay, so tell them what's up. So yeah, that was just a quick little intro um, on us. But this episode, we want to focus on talking about just doing business with family and our views on that and what we feel like. Can I give them another disclaimer? Yeah, go ahead. The heat is off downstairs. (laughs) I mean, the air is off. The heater doesn't work. And so I might be sweating. This is episode one, dude, <laughs> and uh, we're still working out all the kinks, but it's going to be okay. Go ahead. Yeah, that's it. We're talking about Rel- being, being in, in business with family. Wow. It's a big subject. So when people, what's the usual stigma? What, uh, what's the usual stigma when people are in business with family? What's the usual, yeah, what's the usual stigma? It's going to eventually fail. Yeah. One, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it because you're mixing business with family it's like mixing business with pleasure it's never Mm -hmm. gonna end well emotions are involved people get too sensitive because you're family so it's not gonna work out i feel like that's the initial thought people have of working with family and so my idea on that is if you look back in the day right everything was built with the family everything so there is that one way to look at it where it's like hey keep your personal life and your business life separate and i see the pros to that but i also see cons to that just like i see cons with doing people doing business with people that maybe you don't know right so when i see this when i see massive amounts of success with people like the kardashians with people like ivana and uh, donald trump right Mm -hmm. i mean I can't help but ask, you know, what do they think about, you know, a family doing business together? And what would you say they would say? What would Miss Kardashian, Kris Jenner, all right, what would she say about not doing business with family? She would laugh right in your face. Literally. Okay. Um, And so I think there's just a tremendous amount of trust initially. And first of all, the biggest thing that I wanted to mention, which was the most dangerous part about doing business with another person in general, is just doing business with unqualified people. So if you're trying to get into business with somebody, right, if you just, if let's say you want to start, I don't know, sell, uh, um, selling cars, cars. And my brother used to always talk to me about, bro, we can sell these cars. We can get these 2006, 2007 Impalas and then go flip them. <laughs> and I'm just like, all right, 
And so he would just tell me about that. He would just talk about crazy businesses, ATMs. Let's get some ATMs, um, business dealing with clubs, all this stuff. And I was never not opposed to doing business with Kenny. It was just the types of businesses. I just wouldn't do that anyway. Yeah. Yeah. The ATM business, though, it could work. ATM business can work. It's just a lot of overhead because you got to have, let's say you get one ATM. You have your $2,000 for your ATM. Okay, boom. Now you have to put in like 2,500 or three racks for your ATM uh, in cash. Yeah. Okay. So that's fine. That's not, that's not terrible. But now that ATM is probably going to only generate you between maybe 500 bucks to 1,000 bucks a month. And so then it's like, okay, you know, the ROI right there, a lot of people don't like to look at it in that context, but it can get a little bit expensive, especially when you're like, all right, let's get 10 ATMs. Well, now you're going to need like forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. See right there, he's a variable guy. So he thinks about and analyzes the whole situation before it even happens. Whereas your brother, he kind of was just like, yeah, he's like oh, wow. let's just do this. ATMs, <laughs> bros, easy money. You put the money in the... Uh, you put the money into the, uh, you, you deposit the cash, people right. withdraw the cash, you get $4, $5, I don't know, it's a lot. It's just, in my head, I was thinking of scale, like, okay, yeah. you know, if we, bro, if we get 10, 15, 20 ATMs, it can work, but liquidity-wise, you not, are you going to be able to go half with me? <laughs> like, I don't know. Right. And honestly, in my experience with working with family, I started off working with my grandma, actually, when I was little. She put me right in front of the Facebook, uh, not Facebook, the face painting booth and told me to face the, um, paint the little kids' faces. And I started doing that with kids her. Kids used to come out looking crazy. <laughs> I learned how to do the rainbows first. And then it was the hearts. Oh, that's and nice. so my little entrepreneur spirit started with my grandma just kind of pushing me out there, telling me to sell to the people. She had a kiosk and she just has a lot of merchandise. So I learned through her. And I wouldn't want to do that with anybody else but her in the beginning. Everyone in your family is an entrepreneur. Yeah, my, my dad... I've never, well, he did work for somebody for a little bit, um, but he's definitely been an entrepreneur, entrepreneur now since the like beginning. Seven, yeah. eight, nine years. Um, my mom. mom's always doing her own thing. My grandma, she's never, ever worked for anybody in her life since I could remember. Um, so, yeah, it kind of just runs in my blood, but I wouldn't want to do business with anybody else but family. I always talk to you about how when I'm able to be able to bring in the people that I want to bring into my businesses and my ventures, the first person I want is my sister. Like mm -hmm. I have so many plans that I just want to bring her in on and I wouldn't want to do that with a stranger when I have somebody who's completely qualified and even if they're not qualified, that's the thing about being a leader and being able to like create or um, position someone to be in a position that maybe they don't see themselves being in. You kind of just push them to their limits and create them to be qualified to work with you in a sense again that's where it starts to muddy the ground a little bit because you do turn into that coach you know what i mean and we've done that with people who i get you know aren't in family right where you do have there there is in in, in startup life everyone has to have a very very unique skill set right i mean it's because there are many variables in the business and it'd be fantastic if you could just delegate something off to somebody and not have to, you know, you be the master of everything. And now you're just trying to like delegate down right. and you oversee an entire side of the business when you potentially could just rely on that uh, specific family member to touch that. And you never have to really worry about it too much. And that's what true trust, you know, is really all about. And I know when we work together, there are certain things where, of course, we're just going to be in conversation. And of course, there's things where I'm like, hey, well, maybe we can do this different or maybe we can do that different. But a lot of the things that you touch in the business, I really happily never have to worry about 
like going back through being like damn you messed she messed up or whatever and then vice versa you know so again i think family business can work right but there there are some variables like with anybody but the good thing about family business and i'm going to say a couple of pros is when you get in a business with somebody that again maybe you have no what's the what's the coinage that people uh use that you guys haven't gone you you haven't been through a lot together you guys don't know each other too well this family? is no 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 pe- oh. outside of family oh, okay of course it's easy to be like oh this dude sucks he sucks it sucks or you, you don't really care too much to keep the relationship going it becomes less about the business and more about how much you don't like your business partner and then it's like all right boom we out and so the business ends Mm-hmm. Otherwise, with family, it's like, okay, you know what you're getting as soon as you you formulate that partnership. You know what you're getting at a pretty high capacity. True. And so what happens there is since you guys know each other a little bit better, you can potentially communicate a little bit better, right? And again, mm-hmm. if you suck at communication, if you're egotistical, right, if you don't know how to listen, I mean, all of these different things, it doesn't matter if it's with family or if it's with somebody else, it's not going to work out, right? But on a lot of, on a many occasions... I know you so well, I know how to talk to you, and so we can get a lot of things done and we can rely on each other in a lot of different ways because of the relationship that we've built for the past three, soon to be three and a half years or whatever. Um, that was so, so beautifully said. One thing you guys are going to realize on this podcast is that this man is a phenomenal speaker. Thank you. I'm trying to get my communication skills like you. But this, this, this is going to help. Yes, it is, honey. You have great communication skills. Thanks. I've always been... I don't know a wordy like I love using big words and I feel like that kind of hindered me from really expanding and being a good. You just like Ti, that's all. Ah. No, Ti, he has. He's at first it was ass. At first it was like Ti, what the, what are you talking about, bro? That was that did not capacuality. And whatever the you just said has nothing to do with that's true. Anything, but now yeah. Hey man, he uses them words right. He does all of them. And that's that's funny you say that because I just started listening to his podcast and guess what his podcast is called? Oh, what is it? Expeditiously. See, exactly. Because it has a T. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So, but- so if somebody's on the fence, if somebody, okay, let's say somebody's um, with, uh, let's say they're with a boyfriend and girlfriend and they want to mm-hmm. do business together, you know, what are maybe like two or three things that you would say to kind of help them rationalize or help them get to that point to where they're like, all right, cool. You know, based off of what we've learned, we think it would be a good uh, it would be a good thing for us to work together in some capacity. Like what's one or two things, maybe three that you could give uh, tips that you could give them to say, yo, if you guys can do this, then boom, that's one. That's one step. Here's another step. So on and so forth. You have anything setting standards for the relationship that you guys are about to have in that business venture that you're about to start. So setting rules and boundaries so that at the beginning y'all know what it is and you guys know what to expect from each other um i feel like anytime you go into anything you should always set your intention so if that's communicated via you guys and you guys tell each other hey i expect this out of you this is what i don't like this is what i do like i feel like that's going to kind of clear the air and then when something does come up that one of you guys is kind of it's a problem then you guys can communicate about it and it's already been spoken about because you guys already went through all that. So just setting standards, boundaries, and hearing out so what's, you guys' what is, intentions. What does that look like? What's the standard? Give me one. So for me, if I were to start a business right now with one of my family members, um, 
What's the standard that me and you have? The standard that we have is to always respect each other. Respect is a huge thing for us. But we do that in the what's the what's the standard that we can correlate back over to the business? Like a biz, hmm. a standard. If we're going to be in business together, this is one thing that these are these are the things that we have to really pay attention to. Respect. I feel like you know maybe respect is something that um, is more or less important in a relationship in general. And so we accountability. Would that be one? That's great. Yep. We're always well. First off, we're pretty critical of ourselves. So in the relationship, if we don't see that I'm, you're not doing what you need to do mm-hmm. or I'm not doing what I need to do, mm-hmm. we're always telling each other, yo, you need to step your game up on this or on that. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's something that's very prominent in our relationship and in our business. And being able to tell somebody, don't get offended. Because think about it, right? I mean, if... That, if I had to learn that. If... If Jayla has something that she needs to do, right, and I tell her that she maybe didn't do something the right way in some capacity or something needs to get fixed, mm-hmm. you, whoever is saying, whoever that person is, bring that to light. If you don't like the way somebody did something just because they're your significant other, don't be like, don't just sugarcoat it. You know, a lot of times I maybe didn't like things, but because this is my honey, I'd be like, oh, it's okay. She did all right. No, be a little bit critical. I think that's one of the things that that can happen in a relationship when you're in business with somebody. You can kind of become a little bit soft and kind of, you know, you know, walk on eggshells a little bit because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And obviously, again, you can do that in regular business too, but you guys are going to realize regular business and just straight up a relationship, they're relationships. So they're going to share a magnitude of similarities. The only big difference, I think, um, in regards to how a business is structured versus a relationship is, and even still there's some similarities, is really that specialty side. Like, hey, what are you actually good at? And I'm going to trust that you're able to get that done. Now, when we pull back and we start intertwining business and relationships, then we can start talking about, okay, well, when do we stop you know, the business side? And then when do we get back into you know, the love side? Or, um, you know, hey, what, when is it? And that can just kind of scale. Like, okay, well. The love side is always there. Right. It always is there. Well, that's the thing. A lot of times throughout our days, it's so, it's, it's very much, unless there's like people around and stuff like that. But most of the time, we're always kind of a little goo goo gaga. Yeah, people probably get tired of it at the office. No, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh. I'm telling you, it's not that bad. If there's people around, it's not that bad. But if it's if there's not, then it kind of becomes that really quick. Yeah, we get distracted by each other. That could be another thing too. If you're like really close friends, or you guys are really That's dying, close. By the way, might need to get a charger in a relationship. Just knowing how to set those boundaries, but also I'll get the charger. Okay. You can keep going. I was gonna say that uh, one thing that I had to learn in our relationship, well, in business was that Cleveland used to tell me all the time, like, Jayla, you don't, you need to know how to still show me love when we're doing business. Because my personality type, like, I'll just work and I'll be so focused and I won't think of anything else but what's in in front of me and I'll be in the flow mode, like, 100%. And so I won't think about anything else. And not saying that I don't love him in that moment, but he just is a very affectionate guy. So I got to always show the love. And he used to be like, Jayla, you got to show me the love. Like, don't be so into your work where you just forget about me. And so 
I had to learn that and we communicated that to each other. It took me some time and I had to, he had to remind me a couple of times. But um, just being able to communicate with, with one another is so important because then you can fix the issue. And it might take a couple of times for you guys to figure it out. But habits are habits. They, I mean, they're going to be hard to break. But as long as you have somebody that's there for you to be there throughout the whole ride, you're good. Yeah. And I'm going to say that basically it wasn't that she was bad at it. She wasn't she wasn't being bad, but I just saw that there was a slippery slope because mm-hmm. you were just talking about how we'd be working all day. We'd be working all day. And then on the, not often you wouldn't be able to pull back over into just us being in a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. So you weren't doing that bad of a job at that at all. But I just didn't want it to scale. I just saw I could mm-hmm. see it going becoming a thing where it's like okay because i get it like you know i mean if you've never been in that type of environment before Mm -hmm. you got super focused i would want that i would want you to like i could get into that to where i'm like damn she's just so focused on the business i can forget about the relationship maybe too but it's not really that we forgot about it but it could have just scaled somewhere real bad so i was just trying to crisis management like okay this could be a thing that could end up being a little bit interesting in the future so i just wanted to kind of nip it in the butt a little bit yeah that's something that you taught me that's funny you saying scale just just now reminded me of when i first met cleveland before i ever knew cleveland my dad knew cleveland and i remember me and my dad talking one day and he's like man cleveland always says scale 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 and there's certain vocabulary that this man has that is just like he repeats it so much that it becomes his own word and scale is something that you taught me that is something that i feel like everybody needs to think about does does it scale mm-hmm. in business in life in, in life. anything yep. does it whatever scale? you do repeatedly like mm-hmm. ask yourself like yo is this something that is actually going to get you somewhere you know what i mean i know again i we will go back to business and think of it in the business context but we will be doing shit that wouldn't get us very far four or five months down the line you know what i mean and we would just have to continuously ask ourselves okay you know where is where does this where does this go and there was i was watching this um this one dude on ig one time and he asked this question he was like what would you rather have right would you rather have a tremendous would you rather have a tremendous work ethic where all the time you're just working insanely just hard 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 working really hard this is what i'm talking about scale or not and then he said or would you rather have momentum and so a lot of people said that they want that work ethic because that's what everybody talks about that's what ty uh, not ty but that gary v talks about that's what everybody all the, all the big guys out there everyone's talking about work ethic everyone has a problem with work ethic right and so even even me i mean i oftentimes am like disappointed in my cell phone as to how often i'm cranking out and i'm doing way more than the average person but i do know what i'm capable of right and so when you get to that point to where you're asking yourself okay work hard on momentum dude I've, I've picked momentum because in my head, momentum means an increase in speed and an increase in direction, right? It's kind of like velocity a little bit. Thank you, boo. Right? And so if you think about it, you don't want to have this ungodly, insane work ethic that gets you nowhere. And that's what a lot of people have. That's 90% of society. I mean, we're out here in Thailand. These people have more, these, these people work harder than anybody in America, period, right? But they're making on average $200 a month. All right, so they're making on average twelve thousand to fifteen thousand baht a month. That equates only to two hundred bucks, and they're working harder than everybody. We go back to the U.S. in about a week or so. Everyone's working so hard, and a lot of people are spending time doing shit that 
next month there is no reverberating effect of it you know what i mean and we so we know how that feels to like work yeah. hard and be doing nothing you can work hard and be doing nothing nothing literally that's like, the worst it is it's the worst i think when we realized that was when we just didn't get any results and we were kind of in a cycle when you're in a cycle it kind of becomes what's the word we always used to say um word. insanity it becomes insanity when you realize that you're doing something that's not working, but you keep doing it. And so knowing that like you need to think about scaling. And the thing is, I never yeah. felt insane when we were doing that, though. I never felt ins- it never felt like it was insane. That's the problem, because insane is such a strong word and it's stigmatized by, you know what I'm saying? The fucking movies and shit. Whoever feels insane, you always feel like we you're doing the right insane, thing though, at one point, 100 percent, because it was just bullshit. We were just doing shit for like 14, 15 months. Yeah, 14, 15 months. And it was like getting us nowhere. It was crazy. And um, that is when but it took yeah. that long, though. Yeah. That's a long time. Dude. Oh, you're saying it takes a long time for somebody to feel feel that insanity, insanity. When I think honestly, man, if you can somehow, yeah, if you can somehow true. figure out, yo, because that's the thing, it does take reps. Like it takes repetitions to see if what you're doing is not going to be something that is going to take you to where you want. Mm-hmm. You can't just, and that was something we were dealing with for a while as well, just trying to like pivot yeah. and switch and see where we needed to take certain things, whether it was with our relationship or again in business, and then eventually you find something that works and you just try to take that as far as it can as far as you can um and so it's a very very slippery slope you can't be doing something for so long and then hope that okay boom it fell you're gonna get that big hit you know what i mean but then also you can't be switching up so often that eventually you just lead to not knowing what to do you know you haven't built a strategic process to get you to where you want to go because you haven't done enough reps right now do you feel like some people aren't meant to work with family like can every is is everybody eligible to work with family members no some people's families suck some people's <laughs> families have never been entrepreneurs in their life mm-hmm. which is fine but but there's a there is a problem with people who have never attempted entrepreneurship you know what i mean like when i was in seventh grade or sixth grade i was dragging around a little paint cart painting mailboxes you know what i'm saying and even outside of that when um the second i got into middle school or into high school i was selling little shit here and there you know what i mean so you can kind of get a vibe of somebody who has a little extra hustle in them who understands that the world is this malleable thing that you can take that you can create your own some people bro some people are just like yo this is the way it is those are the type of people that you 100% should not get into business with. And guess what do you mean? and guess where those people are? They're, those people in your family. What do you huh? like? This is what it is. This is what, what it, this, this 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 is what it is. You know what I mean? Like the it, it, you are in a situation because that is the situation. Mm-hmm. The situation is controlling you. You're not controlling the situation. There are some people that just feel out that don't have any control over their life. And a lot of people in that capacity are family. Right. I mean, who has the worst? Most of the people who have the worst habits, right, Mm -hmm. who who you think are like doing the craziest shit and that they can't Mm -hmm. stop doing and that you've seen them do since you were a child is who family. You see the worst of people in regards to habits, in regards to just routine, in regards Mm -hmm. to just depression. And Mm -hmm. maybe this is because 
that's what I see. I mean, I'm, maybe I'm just speaking to, you know, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I know for me, that is definitely, you know, something that, I don't know, a lot of my friends even as well have been like, yo, you know, all the complaining, all the issues that I hear out people claiming are coming mm-hmm. from the fan. Yeah. And so some family members, man, are just not meant to get into business with. And, yeah. you know, shit, we've this year we've seen uh, there's there's people that I've wanted to work with in my family this year that it's never going to happen. Yeah. It's never going to happen yeah. ever. And we it tr- I tried relentlessly, relentlessly. I mean, it's never going to happen. They just don't have that spirit of risk taking. Yeah. 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 You definitely have to be a risk taker to be in any kind of entrepreneurial endeavor because you never know what's going to happen next and you have to always be willing to like jump off a cliff if need be and then a lot of times people have a lot of dependents you know they maybe have kids they maybe have a house and a car they got to pay for mm-hmm. you know what i mean when me and jayla got into business together everything was not it wasn't it wasn't we just didn't have that many liabilities you know what i mean and so we could take a lot of different risks I could go to zero and no one was affected. I, I could get, who cares? Get kicked out of the house, get lose the office. I don't give a fuck. What's the worst that can happen to me? I can we just rebuild again. Yeah, all of that. Things like that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. for us, it was, there wasn't, we, we just really could do whatever we wanted. And so that was the biggest benefit, I guess, in my head was like, hey, look, the best time to start this to get into this game of business especially if again if you're going to do it with somebody mm-hmm. is when you don't have much to lose because i mean think of all the times of course there are many times where it works out where you can meet somebody and you aren't extraordinarily you know and you are extraordinary or extraordinarily successful and you meet somebody and then you guys are together forever but those aren't the stories that people want to hear and those aren't the common stories bro people usually hear about people becoming successful with somebody but they be but they were becoming successful with somebody you know what i'm saying hmm. it wasn't it, it didn't happen when that person already made it and usually when that happens it's it gets a little bit sticky yeah mm-hmm. that's true yeah so no i mean hmm. again so if if you guys want to try to figure out how you could get into business with a person who is your girlfriend your boyfriend your wife your husband whatever your brother your sister talk to him obviously this person interests you because maybe you have a closeness to him and there's like this want to do it that's fine too but hopefully this person interests you because you see that they have a unique skill set you know what i mean and you have a unique skill set you guys can combine those skill sets and then boom because again you're building a team you know what i mean it just so happens that that team is somebody that you've been born with mm-hmm. or who you've uh or in a relationship with Mm-hmm. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and if you guys have the same passion, it makes it even easier to start a project together. If you guys really enjoy doing something and you've always thought about doing it, I know of so many of just my personal friends who have wanted to start something with someone because they enjoy doing it and so does the other person, mm-hmm. but it just never ends up getting started. So. I just say, if you want to work with a family member, if you actually want to start something on your own just to do it and to start, and if it fails, fuck it, who cares? At least you started and you tried, but you'll never know unless you give it a go. Me and Cleveland never thought, like, never, we we weren't 100% that being in business together and being in a relationship was going to work. At one point, Cleveland told me, like, Jayla, if this doesn't happen, and if this doesn't happen, by the end of October of 2016, we just can't be together. In business, more or less. We shouldn't be together in business. 
and in and in relationship and in relationship because he was at a point in his life where he's his business was getting off the ground and he was gaining momentum little squirrel jayla comes into the picture and kind of i wouldn't say disrupts but things shifted a little bit you know what i mean so adjusting and like adjusting to the whole situation was interesting but it ended up working out it ended up working out in both of our favors because we are very supportive of each other at this point of our relationship we've always been but it's um it's definitely worked out and i'm thankful for that so thank you universe well um we're almost at the time no 100 percent, 100 percent. i think it's a big risk but that's why you're trying to start start a business in general it's because you want to take some risk um but hey the person that you can get into business with like a lot of people say don't start businesses with with uh don't start businesses with friends are you fucking retarded like that's so stupid of course don't start businesses with unqualified friends 100 percent. but if you have a friend that's highly qualified where the most 80 percent of all c-suite executives how did they get those jobs? Okay, mm. network. Okay, your network is everything. If your network sucks, then yes, you don't have any right to get into business with any of those weirdo people. But if you have a good, a decent network of people that just randomly have different skill sets, maybe somebody is, I don't know, maybe you've seen them able to, you know, they, you've been seeing them start up and fail and start up and fail, and they're uniquely qualified in regards to finance or marketing or something. I don't know, something vague. Who knows? Right. At the end of the day, you can kind of start looking around and seeing what people have to offer and. And maybe you can take advantage of that but all right so before we wrap this mm-hmm. first episode up i did actually have one more question for you what was mm-hmm. the first business that you got into with someone else um, it don't even have to be family business so i did start a film organization with somebody does that count as a business it was at school it was the yeah, first thing was- i've done it was the first partnership i formulated with another individual yeah, because you started the whole organization. Like, it yeah. didn't exist before you. So, yeah, that, that counts. Yeah, we were making money or whatever. I, I, I've had many businesses with many business partners, but that is my first uh, thing, an organization. And it's important because it was a pretty hefty organization. We were leading, like, 40 people um, in our film organization. It was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, I learned a lot of lessons of uh, leadership in there. I learned that I was a talker a lot. I learned I love talking. I love that I could just talk, 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 but I wasn't an action guy. And so I slowly needed to try to fix that because I would say all this stuff during the meetings. But then after the meetings, I wouldn't do shit. Like I wasn't behind the scenes, like just cracking out and, you know, just I mean, just getting things done. You know what I mean? So um, and then also my um, my 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 co-founder, fantastic person. But even there, you know, maybe we weren't uniquely qualified in our different arenas maybe she wasn't a great writer and i was a great actor or i was a great director or i was a great cinematographer or something like that we were both kind of only we were both decent Mm -hmm. at the same thing horrible so immediately i said okay maybe never again should i get into business with somebody that is just as good as me or does the same shit that i do it was so unproductive so what are you good at what am i good at what am I good at? Um, so we in mentioned, business. yeah. So I've mentioned I'm pretty good at. I'm really good at strategy. I'm good at marketing as well. I can get some things out there pretty good. Um, I finance and accounting. I went to school for finance and accounting, so I'm good at that stuff. Um, I would say you're really just overall. I mean, your one, th- your thing that you've just doubled down in over the past three years has just been branding. You're so good at making a brand just look fantastic. And then outside of that, of course, you're really good at editing. I think everyone knows that though. 
But editing is something that you're really, really good at. But then again, I'm like, I'm good at editing. I just want to be, because I want to be good at editing. I don't know why. I just really like editing. But you are better, way better than me at editing um, certain types of content. We'll certain types of content. Because we'll if we were editing a movie, <laughs> I don't know if you, I don't know if you, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's do it one day. Let's, let's, let's do a challenge. All right, y'all. That wraps it up for the very first episode. Man, you be giving me these looks. And I'm like, what is he thinking? What? You give me these little looks. I don't know, honey. Maybe I'm in my I'm always head. giving you a bunch of looks. Yeah, he is. Sometimes I don't know how to read them, though. Especially when we're on this podcast. It's like, hey, what are you thinking? Mm-hmm. But yes, y'all. That is it for the very first episode of the Love and Hustle Show. Comment down below what y'all want to hear on the next show. Any feedback? Make sure it's all love. Even if it is hate, we don't care. All right. That's it. Peace out. Yo, next time we're going to have AC. Um, we'll <laughs> still be here in Thailand, more than likely. Um, and, yo, that's it, dude. I hope you guys start something or let, let your homie watch this or the part that's relevant to you and be like, yo, man, look, this dude, he said something. This chick, they said some stuff. And I think we need to listen to it a little bit. I'm going to get better. So on, and so, so on and so forth. I'm phenomenal at what? Just talking. You're a talker. I'm a talker too, but I just got to learn how to express myself a little bit. Because you keep doing all these accents right there when you were just Southern. But that's what I do. A little better. Next. <laughs> that's just crazy. Anyway. All right. Peace out. Hold on. Hold on. Let's show them my little handshake. Love and hustle, baby. We are. promise to make this money. That's what that means. Right yeah, there. we promise to always make ah. this money and stay together. We are locked in forever. All right, bye, guys.